Are energy vampires draining your energy? Well, find out in the next episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. You want to make sure the people you're associating with don't bring you down every day into a negative mood. Listen as Sharon shares personality traits of energy vampires versus narcissists so you can spot the different kinds. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for popping on to Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. I'm excited to talk to you today about the topic, which is energy vampires. What are they? How do you recognize them? What do you do with them when you find them, when they show up? And what is their intent? And how are they different than a narcissist? In some cases, there really isn't any difference. The narcissistic tendencies are similar to an energy vampire. It's just one is a mental illness and the other is just a Debbie Downer. Does that make sense? Um, And these people are everywhere. I mean, they're literally everywhere. They're especially in your workplace. So what I want you to to know, though, before we get going, is I'm going to draw a card uh, around energy vampires. I'm going to draw it from the Daily Affirmations deck. And at the end of the session today, I will tell you what the card is. Okay, what it says, it'll be a new affirmation for you if you're dealing with anything like this or even just for a regular day, it'll be good for you. So don't stick around, stick around to the end of this so that you're uh, not going to miss out on what the card is. Okay, so energy vampires, energy vampires are somebody who cannot keep their own energy levels up. They, They just can't stay positive. They can't sustain their energy. And so what they do is they look for people who are really happy, really joyful, really get up and go, successful. It sounds like a narcissist, doesn't it? But it's not really. What they're looking for is they're looking not to put you down so much or they're just looking to drain you. (laughs) Okay. And I'll describe what some of these characteristics look like with the energy vampires. Whereas a narcissist needs you to be less than them. So they need to knock you off your high, happy horse and make you miserable so they can feel good. An energy vampire, he he just wants to drain you. And if you get all drained and you're no good anymore, then he'll go on to somebody else, which could be considered a discard, but it's not really. Let me explain. They're unhappy, of course, right? The energy vampires are unhappy and they try to find happiness inside themselves, but they really can't find it. They just they just don't have the temperament or the personalities for it. And there's all kinds of different personalities when it comes to the energy vampires. So let me give you a few. One of them is the victim. (laughs) And we all know somebody who's always the victim. Right. The world's against them. They're constantly moaning or sobbing and trying to get other people's attention and feeding off of that. So when somebody does fall into their little snare and they are saying, oh, poor you, it's okay. They've fallen into the web of the victim energy vampire. Another one is the blamer. (laughs) And the blamer never takes responsibility. The blamers, that one, always blaming everybody else. They never will take responsibility for their own actions. And they always put it on somebody else. And they even, they'll lie, of course. They hand out guilt, dumping all their crap on others so that they can damp down your energy. But that's not their intent isn't to damp down your energy. Their intent is to take your energy, okay? There's a different intent with the narcissist and the the energy vampire. 
Another one is the drama queen or the drama king. Always acting up, always looking for attention through negativity, not positivity. Everything is dramatic, dramatized, increasing the the negative energy. And, And really, to be honest, there's no such thing as negative energy. We create negative energy ourselves. We are toxic. They carry with them what we would think of as negative energy, trying to take over our positive energy. And through the drama, through drama, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Have you ever dealt with a drama queen or a drama king? I think drama kings are the worst because you, when it's a guy, you really feel like you have to help them. You want to fix them. You want them to not hurt because men are supposed to be much when, you know, women are more pliable and, and women are softer and gentler and, and women get their period. So everybody goes, oh, she's just having her monthly. She'll get over it. She's always dramatic at this time of month. That's <laughs> not the case. But I just, the reason I'm bringing up the difference between men and women, it doesn't really matter. There isn't much of a difference. If you do have a drama queen or a drama king, you will tend to want to help them out. But you ever notice how tired you are afterwards? How drained you are? The blame game also creates that exhaustion because you know they're they're lying to you. You know that they did that action and they can do it. And two minutes later, tell you they didn't. And you get so drained trying to point out to them what they're doing. Then there's this one. I really like this one. This is the charmer. This is the joker, the talker. You always hear she wants to be the center of attention. Always want other people's energy on them. We're talking about somebody who's a bit of a ham, who a bit of a clown, but they also always are taking all the attention. So you could be in a meeting, you could be in a group setting, you could be out with friends and they will dominate the conversation. They will want to sit next to the happiest person in the room. They will always be talking about themselves because they are self-centered. And it's exhausting. Everybody comes away from the dinner or the meeting where I'm going like, oh my God, somebody get that guy and move him into another building or that girl. The green-eyed monster is another one. The green-eyed monster is somebody who's jealous all the time. They want what others have. They want what others have. They're never, ever happy with what they've got. It doesn't matter what they have. They're never going to be happy with it. They always want what you've got. And they're constantly trying to take what's not theirs, stealing your positive joy, stealing your positive energy. They want what you've got. You can't help it if you've been around narcissists because narcissists are a form of energy vampire. They're just in a, they're extreme. Energy vampires are just those people that slide through life and they make you feel kind of slimy every time they come across your path. They make you feel like something nasty just touched you. And uh, when you have someone like that around you or someone like that's come into your world, you just want to stay away from them. You just get rid of them right away out of your story. If it's a parent or if it's a, if it's a, a spouse or if it's a child, it's a little different story. It's a little harder, but um, you want to limit your, you want to really set your boundaries with those people, but they're jealous. So the other uh, next one is, the guilt tripper, the guilt tripper, they use shame to get what they want from other people. So they're going to make you feel guilty for your success, guilty for your good looks, guilty because you don't have a weight issue. They make you feel guilty because you have children and they can't. They make you feel guilty because you have a job you absolutely love. They hate their job. They make you feel guilty. And that's 
a form of an energy vampire. When you're around them, you're just like, oh my God, are you ever happy? And you're constantly trying to reassure them. Well, try to do this. It'll make you look differently at your job, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't work. I had a client come to me and I recognized her right away. I recognized the energy vampire aspect of her. And she came for several sessions over several years and then wanted to come into a coaching program with me. And I said, no, no, I don't, I don't think that'll work really well. I don't think that's possible. And she said, but I want to, I really want to. And, and she was living at quite a distance. She was going to end up being in the coaching program in over the winter. So then she would have to drive in some inclement weather for her sessions. And she insisted. So I said, fine. And she paid me up front and she came in. I knew that while she was working with me, she was going to be okay. And she was going to have all these revelations. She was going to be really good. She was going to behave herself because no, in her case, she didn't, wasn't trying to drain my energy. She wanted my knowledge. She wanted to feel good in her heart. She wanted to feel good in her soul. And so she wanted to learn. So I was teaching her. After the sessions, she stayed high and happy for about three months. Everything I taught her that should have lasted a lifetime, but she couldn't sustain it. You know why? Because she couldn't practice it. It Her natural tendency to be a Debbie Downer overcame her learning that she had taken on from me. And it was about three or three to six months later, I got an email from her saying, I don't know why I bothered taking that course. It didn't work. And I'm like sitting here laughing, going, yeah, I told you I didn't want to coach you. You insisted. So I coached you. This is what happened because I knew you weren't going to sustain it. You weren't going to try. So the guilt tripper, she wanted me to feel bad because she was having another bad day. It was really interesting. So that's the guilt tripper. So, so far, we've got the victim, two, the blamer, three, the drama queen, four, the charmer, five, the green-eyed monster, and six, the guilt tripper. The seventh one is the gossip. They're always talking about other people. They never talk much about themselves because unless they're comparing themselves to other people and they come up shining and the other person comes up short. The, the gossiper, they don't even tend to always sound like they're putting someone down. What they are doing is they're pointing out negative aspects of their character, of their uh, the way they might parent their children or the way they might drive their car or the type of person they are at work or those subtle little things. And they bring it up like it's a fact. So the gossiper brings it up like it's a fact. And they don't even, you know, they'll say, well, yeah, it's like poor, poor Joan. You know, she's just she always has such a tough time. And I know her husband is probably cheating on her. Well, that may not be the case. There may be nothing going on there. There may be no I mean, that might be totally out to lunch, but it's a gossiper. They've got to have something. And then they plant seeds and gossipers plant seeds. So they're they're kind of dangerous, actually, because it can really hurt people by spreading lies that and untruths that can really damage relationships. Then the next one is the insecure. Well, now we're really playing with a narcissistic energy vampire. The insecurities in a narcissist will do the same thing as the energy vampire will do. They try to pull you, the joyful, happy, empathic person, down to their level. So they're wandering through their life in the sludge because they feel like it's crappy and yucky and ugly and awful and they're not happy and 
and you are, you're happy. You're having a good day. You're having a good life. You feel really good. And they don't like that. Their insecurities force them to demean you. They'll step in and out of all the other characteristics through their insecurities. They'll become the, the drama. Through drama, they could do it. Through blaming, they could do it. Through feeling like or acting like a victim, they could do it. And it pulls others down. That's what they're trying to do to their level. But really what they're doing is they're exhausting you. The one thing about an energy vampire, they want what you have and they will do whatever they can to get it. And you will end up feeling drained and even sick. Okay. And then they're paranoid, very anxious and very fearful. Crazy energy surrounds them. They are unstable and it causes imbalances in those around them. Now, if you're an empath, those are the different types of personalities. There's lots of others, but, but those are the basic ones. When you have these people around you, you're going to find that you're going to recognize them and you're the person that sits beside you on the bus. It could be your parents again. It could be children. It could be a friend, but normal people, well-meaning, normal people. It's just that in moments of unhappiness, so they're not living their lives as narcissists. They are normal average people but when they're having un, when they're unhappy when they're ill or when they are stressed they can be very low and they can drain away the joy from healthy people now some energy vampires are being on and off some energy vampires it'll be all the time they're just they're like the character in charlie brown everywhere he goes he's got that dust cloud <laughs> they have their dust cloud yeah signs that you've been in contact or attached by an energy vampire Let's take a look at that. You're exhausted. I've already mentioned that. You're exhausted. You're tired. You're weak. You feel sick. You feel unfocused and depressed. A headache. They, they induce headaches. You're not motivated. You just get really down and you just feel really sad and yuck. That slimy feeling. You know, my husband had a friend way back in the day. Every time I was around him, I was like, oh, I just felt it felt creepy. And I tried to tell my husband about it, but they'd been friends since they were 17 years old. And he was just like, you can't just hate my friends. You can't just hate my friends. And I'm like, no, most of your friends are pretty good people. But this guy, I don't want him in my house. I don't want him around me. You want to do things with him, like go golfing or go do stuff with him. You go ahead, but don't bring him around me. That's the end of it. And he, he honored that. But I also noticed that he was different whenever he came back from hanging out with this guy. He himself was different and it always would take him a day or two to get his feet back under him. And I think it's because this guy would drain him as well. You become fearful and you become unhappy yourself and you become feeling unworthy. And now remember, sometimes we don't recognize the person we were just hanging out with is the one that's caused these feelings in us. We think, wow, what's wrong with me? When you're an empath, you're used to picking up stuff from other people, but you you don't realize when it's somebody close to you or familiar to you, you don't realize how they're draining you because you're so used to always fighting off toxic energy anyways. And and being unhappy. So So when you start feeling any of these things, look around and see who you've been hanging out with. And, and just kind of identify, are they possibly an energy vampire? Maybe on that day, maybe they were having a bad day and they were just draining you. These are usually strong personalities too, I want to tell you. And another one, your chest gets tight when you meet them. Or you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach, just like dread. Those are also indicative that you're meeting up with an energy vampire. So here's some things that you can do, okay? 
you got to be aware. Look out for those signs above that I just just gave you. Okay, you've got to be aware when an energy vampire is around you. So pay attention, especially if you're empathic and if you're developing empathic. But for all of you, pay attention. The next thing you want to do is take a deep breath, center yourself and stand your ground. Don't allow them to bring you down to their level. Okay, so if you have no choice and you have to interact with them, stand your ground, hold your energy, hold yourself steady and let them do their venting. Let it be water off a duck's back. Think of it like that. Visualize that water off a duck's back. It's not going into you. It's just going over and around you and out. Done. Gone. Okay. Set boundaries. Say no. You have the choice to walk away and not deal with them. So learn to do that. Say no or set your boundaries. Don't uh, don't react. Uh, so if, if somebody comes up to you and they're really being a negative Nelly or a it's actually negative Nelly, negative Norman, Debbie Downer, <laughs> all these names society has applied. What you can do is remember when they come around you, stay neutral. Don't let them set you off because they will try. And when you don't react, they get bored and they go off to feed off somebody else. And, you know, it's kind of funny. It reminds me that reminds me of a story when I was growing up. We were, I was in the brownies and we were out for a brownie hike in our little town. We we're all up for a brownie hike and we have a river not far from my hometown. And there's a bridge that goes across the river. And I remember all of us were coming back across the bridge, all the brownie, we were all like nine, 10, 11 years old. And all the local boys, garter snakes were everywhere. I mean, garter snakes are harmless, but they were everywhere. All the boys from town had gone and got themselves a bunch of garter snakes. They each caught one. And they came out from under the bridge once we got across the bridge. And they started chasing the girls. Well, the first thing that the girls did was run. <laughs> Well, I was so scared of those snakes. I must have been about nine. I was so afraid that I froze in place, literally froze in place. And I'll never forget. One of the boys came right up to me and he wriggled that snake right in front of my face. And I never moved. No expression, nothing. And he went, well, you're no fun. And he turned around and started chasing one of the other girls. That's what you want to do with energy vampire. Because <laughs> if you're no fun... They're not going to stick around. They're going to get bored. You want to cut the cords of attachment. Now, now we're getting into some energy work here. If you think someone is draining you, imagine that there's a cord attaching them to you and cut through it with an imaginary axe. One swift chop. Done. So visualize your visualize a cord from you to them. Visualize the axe coming down, cutting that cord. And it disappears. That person's cord is no longer attached to you. You're done. You're free. You may have to do this every time you interact with them. If there's somebody that you work with, if it's a parent, a spouse, uh, a sibling, somebody that you're around quite a bit or somebody that you, you do care about. Okay. But you can cut the cords of attachment. They will try to reattach. And if you do some of the other things like stay neutral or set boundaries, say no, then they won't attach. You won't become their target anymore. They won't reattach. They may not even like hanging out with you anymore. Okay. They're going to need somebody that they can drain, not, not somebody that's neutral. Use light. If you've just left a, a situation that was particularly negative, where you just felt like you were, you were drained and it was sticky and slimy and, you know, like, like that, that friend of my, that ex-friend now, my husband's, 
Imagine that you're standing under a shower of silver light. So use silver light coming down upon you to cleanse and wash away any ickiness, any yucky, any slimy, any of that fatigue, that illness, that sadness. Stand under the shower of silver light to cleanse and wash it away. You can also shield, protect yourself with white light and imagine yourself surrounded by white light. I use that a lot. As a matter of fact, especially when I'm driving, I will surround my home or my car and myself and whoever's in the car with white light, the whole thing, so that I know we're safe on the road, especially if people are kind of erratic that day. Because I mean, let's face it, energy vampires are on the road too, right? They've got road rage. So imagine yourself surrounded by white light and set the intention that your energy stays with you. Okay. That your energy stays with you. Your intention is to go forth in the world and say, my energy belongs to me and I'm going to utilize my energy. I'm not going to share it with others that are trying to take it from me. A color that I really am drawn to is pink and I love pink light. So I will use a lot of these. So you can use whatever color you like. If you surround yourself, in my case, if I surround myself with pink light, they can't steal my energy, but they also, uh, it leaves it so that I can still send love to them. Because these aren't, these are not narcissists. These are energy vampires. They're not really bad people. They're just people that are having a bad day or a bad week or a bad life. But they're really not, they're just Debbie Downers and, you know, negative Normans, okay? Or, yeah, negative Normans. Uh, another step that you can take on. So I like the light. I love the light because you can do it in the moment. You can do it standing in line at the bank. You can do it anywhere. You can do it anytime. In fact, you can use the light to actually protect yourself while you're actually in communication with that person and they're in the room. Protect yourself. Put that bubble around yourself, bubble of pink, and they won't be able to actually drain you. Talk to Archangel Michael, one of the most powerful archangels of all of them. The, the, the literally leads the horde of angels. Archangel Michael can help. He's really good for clearing up negative, toxic energies, negativity and toxic energies and shielding you from energy attacks. He'll surround you with his blue light. Now, Michael is a blue light. And whenever I find myself wanting to surround myself, usually it's because I'm feeling vulnerable for some reason. It could be whatever that reason might be. And I surround myself with Michael's energy. The light always feels like different than an egg-shaped light around me. It feels like it glows outwardly. So I'm surrounded by blue that is just projecting this glowing outwardly. It's beautiful. I love it. Another thing that you can do is you can wear crystals. Uh, crystal pendants really work well or jewelry that acts as a buffer. There's different stones. Rose quartz is my favorite, favorite stone. The reason it is, is because my level of self-love when I was growing up and was younger was so poor. And when I started discovering um, crystals, the rose quartz is one of the primary stones that I loved being with. I also use selenite tourmaline there's all kinds of different go to a, a holistic store that has gems and ask them what will help protect you as a stone of protection and they will guide you they'll give you that feedback it can be very soothing and it can offer all kinds of whatever the primary emotions are that it enhances so in my case other uh, rose quartz is love and compassion for myself and others also remember, and I've said this before, and I say it all the time, we learn through contrast, conflict, and challenge. When you're dealing with anybody of a toxic nature and you come away from that, always stop and say, what did I learn? What do I now know that I didn't know before? 
So if you have jealous people showing up or competitive people or negative Nellies, there's chances are they're attracted to you because you're acting similar to them or you're putting off something that makes them want in the moment to be near you. And if you can get rid of the reason why you're feeling this way or that way, then they'll get bored and they'll move on to feed off someone else as well. So always try to learn something from that person or that experience and interaction that you had. And the last thing, this is the most important, the best. Surround yourself with happy, positive people and be happy and positive yourself. Okay. Always try to stand at your best. Be in your best. You came to this planet to be empowered. You came to learn how to be enlightened. You didn't come here to be drained by other people or to be a punching bag for anybody. You came to stand in your own power. And it's really good to learn how to set your own boundaries because unruly children don't have boundaries, but you don't want to be an unruly adult. Learn to say no. Learn to have boundaries. Learn to use tools. Cutting the cord is a huge one. Do that. Use light. That's huge. Crystals are huge. Mark Archangel Michael's huge. Do those things to protect yourself. That's 10 tips for you. So just remember, there's a lot of other types of personalities, not just the ones that I described here, but you want to make sure that you actually learn how to identify these energy vampires and, and take a minute. Consider, is there someone draining you? And if there is, use these tips and see if that helps you have a better day. Okay, let me share with you the card that I selected. And it was interesting because these are my daily affirmation cards from Cheryl Richardson. If you don't have them, get them. They're fabulous cards. And this is a relationship card. And here's what it says. You can write this down, pause this and get a pen and paper if you haven't got one, because you want to write this down. I surround myself with authentic and loving people who share my journey of personal growth and awakening. Isn't that fabulous? Thanks for popping on today, people. I'm so glad that you came on. I'm, I'm happy to share this with you. Please feel free to connect with me. SharonRose.com is the website. Feel free to connect with me on the website if you'd like to have an appointment. And we could do a consultation either by phone, by Zoom, or in person. And if you want to send me an email because you've got extra questions, feel free to fire an email off to Sharon at SharonRose.com. Just remember, Sharon with a Y. Thanks a lot for popping on. And you have an absolute fantastic week. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.